Have a look at my phone, Matt. See this app? Oh, what does it do? It turns on the heat in my house when I'm on my way home. So when I get there, it'll be warm already. Oh, look, I've, I've got one here on my phone that plays soothing music in my apartment when I'm not there so that my daughter's guinea pig uh, won't feel lonely. Wow, I, I should get that one. And the can it be? Uh, look, at, look at this. Look at this one. It's an app that... Puts bread in your toaster. Yes, and makes an espresso just as you're waking up to... Because it's remotely linked to your biorhythms and sleep patterns. I love that app. I've got it too. These apps are amazing. Yes, and they're really stupid. Extremely stupid. Imagine what would happen if you took these little apps and expanded them to the size of an entire city. Well, what would be the point of that? Um, well, you could exp- you could impress people with all the gadgets around your city. You know, lights that come on only when you ride past them on a unicycle, things like that. No, is that what people mean when they talk about smart cities? It is what a lot of people think smart cities are. But our experts on smart cities here at the European Investment Bank believe they're missing the point. Which is... All these technological developments have to be part of a big plan that works across an entire city. That's the best way to make it work for every citizen in that city. All right. Well, what does this have to do with finance? Why are we talking about this in a dictionary of finance? These things aren't free. Towns and cities have to work out how to pay for them. They also have to ensure that the money is really going to benefit their citizens. So today's show is on smart city finance? It is. Now, show me that iTunes app. How do people use that to subscribe to our podcast? Oh, yeah, it's here. Look, you go to the iTunes store and you search for a dictionary of finance. Uh Then you press enter and you... uh, This is a dictionary of finance from the European Investment Bank. And this is our episode on smart city finance. So we've got three experts here on smart cities and smart city finance from the European Investment Bank. We're going to introduce them to you now. We have Manuel Duenas. He's head of the AIB's division that works on public sector lending to the Czech Republic, Hungary, and Slovakia. And we always like to share something interesting about our guests. Here we've got, let's say, a recommendation for some literary reading for you because Manuel's sister, Maria Duenas, is uh, a novelist. What's the, what's the novel about, or her biggest novel? Well, she's got already three novels out. Uh, I think the biggest was uh, Tiempo Entre Costuras, which actually was a very, very large bestseller in Spain and around the world. And that's translated, at least into English, as The Seamstress. Yeah, right? yeah. So and it's been translated, in fact, in many languages. No? And it talks about... Your family. So if you want to know more about uh, Manuel's family, then you should go and buy the book. Well, it tells you that your family was originally living in the Spanish part the, of Morocco. The Spanish part of Morocco. Yeah. Wow, that's fascinating. Okay. Emily Smith is financial instruments advisor in EIB's advisory services and has read The Seamstress. That's correct. Aha, uh-huh. fantastic. That's why we had you on. So we're actually going to have a book group now <laughs> rather than uh, talk about smart cities. Um, but Emily has also worked on urban regeneration uh, in the northeast west. of England. North northwest. West. Northwest. That's right. I just get my left and right mixed up when I think Dangerous of the map. Dangerous mistake. Right. So what, which cities were you focused on there? Uh, primarily in Liverpool, but then more latterly in Liverpool and Manchester. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, Liverpool is actually rather lovely. I was about to say lovely now. I mean, in some <laughs> ways it was always lovely, wasn't it? But there you go. <laughs> Um, and Jerry Muscat heads urban development in the EIB's Environment and Sustainable Territorial Development Department. We call him Mr. City 
Yeah, he's so urbane. <laughs> he's sitting here. He's looking very, very urbane. So uh, there's, we talked about Manuel's family coming from Morocco. Jerry's family actually has its origins also in uh, an Arab country. Indeed, yeah. My, my father actually was born in Tunis. But I think because of my name, Muscat, which is the capital of Oman, maybe my genes come from a further east as well. Aha, uh-huh, absolutely. But more recently, they're also in uh, Malta. That's right. Yes. So uh, they, they, my, my, I have lots and lots of relatives in Malta. In ah, okay. But also relatives in Poland, because you're a Polish speaker who's married to a Pole. Yes, my wife is uh, in, in uh, is Polish, and uh, she's she's taught me Polish over a long and painful process. So I'm now actually pretty well fluent in Polish. Really? How do you say environment and sustainable territorial development department <laughs> in Polish? <laughs> sounds a little bit like it anyway, doesn't it? Well, <clears throat> before we start talking about smart cities, there's one thing that we wanted to clear up because we've actually had a bit of a debate about how you say uh, in a dictionary of finance. Is it a dictionary of finance or a dictionary of finance? So, Allah, we've been going over this, haven't we, a little bit with, with some, some colleagues and some people from... At different places. I just so, have to say that before I met you, I've never heard anyone say finance. Ah, okay. All right. so, so it's you that's gotten me all confused. No, it's actually the BBC that confused me because, Jerry, do you remember uh, quite a long time ago there was a newsreader on BBC TV called Angela Rippon? Oh, yes. Yes, that's right. She was, she was famous for introducing all kinds of different ways of saying things. But I suppose she was quite posh and she said finance, amongst other things. So I think I caught it from her. But there are certain parts of Britain. Emily, do you say finance or finance? Finance. Oh, okay. So Americans and most British people say finance. Some say finance. But the verb is supposed to be finance. So the European Investment Bank finances smart cities, even if half the time we people say, actually, we finance smart cities. So there you go. There's the... There's that little bit of lessons <laughs> over. And now we can get on to uh, smart cities. So let's start with, with Jerry. Uh, it's a bit of a buzzword, or is it a real thing? What is a smart city? Before we talk about the finance, what is a smart city? Well, you're right, it is a buzzword. To me, what's key about a smart city is it's, a, it's, a, it's one of these city visions that we have. So we talk about social city or inclusive city, which emphasizes social integration. We talk about green cities, which emphasizes the environmental dimension. What really I would say is a smart city, it's, it's all to do with a city being able to use technology to improve services for citizens and deliver uh, a, better, a better environment for people to live in. But is it, is, it, is it a third category of cities? So you have social cities, you have the environmental cities, and then you have the, the smart or the technological cities. Well, actually, I think the way we see it is the overarching term would be sustainable cities and then smart inclusive and green are all dimensions of of reaching real sustainability so i think that's that's how we would how we would see it they're not really different kinds of cities and and all cities have have certain elements of 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 all three visions so when we meet, when we say smart we mean it in the american sense not the british sense because you know jerry is sitting here in a nice jacket and a tie so if you if we're british we're saying he looks very smart but uh, Jerry is actually smart in the American sense because he's very intelligent. So, that, so are these the same cities that people sometimes call intelligent cities or wired cities? Well, actually, I think that the term wired cities really does refer to having the, connection, the connectivity and the technology there. 
What we really think of as smart cities is going beyond this wired city or intelligent city concept and actually thinking about the planning and thinking about consulting the, the people who live in the cities. And that's what really makes a city smart. It's not just about the technology. But indeed, I would say that, I mean, not being an uh, English native speaker, I think probably the term intelligent is more telling than smart. Huh? A smart kind is a buzzword, while intelligent has its mean by itself. Huh? So really, I would prefer that this to be called intelligent rather than smart. Mm. But, but is, the, is the reason that we're dealing with smart, let's, let's stick to smart for now, just because it's a shorter word, but uh, is the reason why we're dealing with this, uh, is it because we're a, we're a public policy-driven bank and we're looking at smart cities as a as a public good or are we are we concerned with smart cities because from a financing perspective uh, doing smart things is the sustainable and financially sensible thing to do is it is it is it a financial goal for us or is this something that we look at as, as good for uh, the living environment of the people well in a way that uh, we are uh, really engaged with sustainable cities i mean we can not Uh, avoid to deal with smart cities because it's a part of it. Huh? So, and somehow, I mean, as well as a bank, I mean, we still have to have uh, stories to tell to people, right? And uh, make our finance or finance <laughs> to this type of projects <laughs> interesting for them. So actually, we should really focus on this component of uh, sustainable cities as well and uh, tell the people, uh, the citizens of uh, the European Union, that we are really engaged with this type of, of projects. But I think if I can just add, I think actually smart is broader than, than just the technology or in, indeed the investments. And actually, we could really talk about smart finance because actually uh, what, what the bank is, is trying to do is, is finance these kind of investments in innovative and smart ways. So it's all part of, it's all part of this smart dimension. So let's get to the, to the finance, the finance. Oh, now I'm so confused. <laughs> uh, finance. Thanks. What, a, what an educational <laughs> podcast this is. I, but... Uh, Emily, we've mentioned sustainability a couple of times there. Sustainable urban development is basic to a smart city, but what does sustainable actually mean? I think the, the technical definition is economic development, which doesn't involve the depletion of natural resources. But on a, on a practical level, it can mean many things. So for me, it's about uh, the regeneration of brownfield sites. It's about refurbishing historical dilapidated buildings rather than building new ones. It's about retrofitting buildings which are inefficient in terms of their fuel consumption. As, as this is a dictionary of finance and a dictionary, let's also clear up some terms. What is brownfield? So a brownfield site is a site which has been used previously for other purposes. Um, so think of a contaminated, polluted site that's had a former industrial life versus a greenfield site, which is a beautiful agricultural field or public landscape. Okay. okay. So, Jerry, we've all met people who thought they were smart, but really they weren't all that smart. Uh, is it the same for cities? You know, in other words, how do we make sure that a smart city investment is really smart? Well, I think the key is really to look beyond just the technology. I think a smart city has to uh, apply technology to improve services, but it, it goes beyond that. And a truly smart city is a city which uses the technology but does it in a way which is well planned. So they're thinking about how the technology can be used across the, the different delivery platforms of the city. And also a city which consults with its people 
and make sure the citizens have a say in how the technology is used and what kind of, of solutions, smart city solutions, can, can benefit them the most. And some cities actually even are having a part of their city budget uh, voted on and, and determined by the citizens um, who, can, who can actually come up with innovative solutions themselves. Mm-hmm. So, Manuel, I want to pick up on something that Jerry mentioned a little earlier, but I want to read first something that one researcher wrote about uh, smart cities, and this is a quote. A city can be defined as smart when investments in human and social capital and traditional transport and modern communication infrastructure fuel sustainable economic development and a high quality of life with a wise management of natural resources through participatory action and engagement. So I suppose there a key word is investment in all that. You know, there's a lot going on, but at the heart of that, there's investment. Does a smart city need a different kind of investment from uh, you know, a city that's not trying to do a smart project? I wouldn't say so. I think a smart city, as Jerry just mentioned, is, some, is a city that actually looks into what are the, the most important projects for the people who live there and utilize all the resources which are available to them in a smart or intelligent way, including, of course, technology. And therefore, in that way, I mean, it would not be a different type of investment. It's simply that the investment that they decide to realize are really well thought through, well planned in advance, and they make sure that actually they're using all the available technology to them to implement it and to make it more integrated into the city fabric. But from listening to you, uh, it sounds to me that, you know, smart cities have a, have a bit of a higher chance in getting that financing because if they've really thought this through, uh, what they plan to do and what they, can, what, what they aim to do will most likely also generate revenue for the city and, and make it economically more viable. I mean, finance is about to transform money of the future in money at present. So actually, when we give a loan to whatever counterpart we have, actually, we try to evaluate whether or not that counterpart is able to re- generate revenues in the future in order to repay the loan. So if a city invests smart uh, in a smart way or an intelligent way of course it will be able to generate jobs to have more uh, companies uh, working on uh, developing their business in the city and therefore the city itself would have more revenues through taxes so for us as a bank for us and i would say for any bank i mean smart cities are better kind of counterparts than non-smart cities i want to get into a couple of examples uh, that i think that'll make it very concrete for for some of our listeners but first let's have a little rundown of what kinds of uh, finance you can have for a smart city. Jerry, the European Investment Bank has a certain number of financial tools. What are the ones that are particularly useful for smart city investments? Well, I think, first of all, if you have a major project, which is, uh, let's say, a big urban regeneration scheme, or it's a, a big public transport scheme, or a water and wastewater scheme, which is smart in its nature, then we can use what we call an investment loan, which is a project-specific loan to finance that particular project. And then we also have a program of investments, what we call a a framework loan, where we can actually finance, let's say, a slice of a city's investment program and finance, therefore, quite a number of different investments together through a single loan to the city. And if we identify... Uh, a, a, a number of these schemes which are smart in nature. We could call this a smart city investment program 
and a framework loan is a very good tool to finance that. Can, we, can you think of an example of one that we're either doing now or have done recently, a framework loan to a smart city? Yes, we've recently done a framework loan to the city of Krakow in uh, Poland, uh, which, which actually has a lot of smart investments inside it, particularly in the area of uh, public transport. They have a, an integrated public transport platform. They're experimenting with carpooling. They have smart, uh, smart cards for, for payment systems. They have intelligent transport systems. And they really are moving forward with a very integrated planning approach to their urban transport solutions. So th- there was quite a lot of investment within that framework that was in the area of public transport, but also other sectors like energy efficiency and, and uh, health and, and, and other sectors as well. Emily, you're a financial instruments advisor. Let's have some advice on financial instruments if, for smart cities. What is a financial instrument and how would you use it or how are we using it for smart city investments? So financial instruments uh, involve the use or the transformation of grant funding into a repayable form of investment. So resources, public resources that would otherwise be invested once by way of grant are transformed into uh, repayable loans or uh, equity investments or guarantee structures, which mobilise, hopefully mobilise additional private sector money uh, to both increase the pool of investment which is available to achieve a certain policy objective, but also because the investment means are repayable, it means that the money is invested on a more sustainable and revolving and evergreen way. Mm-hmm. Is there an example you can give us of a city that's done that? We have a number of examples. So in the UK, um, we have an urban regeneration-based financial instrument called Evergreen, which invests in the urban development of the northwest of England, Manchester particularly, uh, we're working on financial instruments in other countries. We have uh, proposals in Slovakia, in Slovenia, in Spain, France, Portugal, uh, Portugal. Multiple countries. Evergreen specifically. What does it do? Does it takes grant financing from the from the EU to to the cities, or it it takes the money that the cities have and and. Um, uh, uses that that financing How so does it, it, work? it initially takes the the grant money from the eu it mm-hmm. combines that with with national co-financing so money from domestic government resources and then it tries to structure its finance in such a way that it, it mobilizes additional private sector capital so often you may start with say 20 million of structural funds money and and through the financial instrument mechanism you're able to mobilize 100 to 200 million of investment so you, you get more bang for your buck in terms of the amount of money which you're able to mobilize for your objective, but also because it's invested on a sustainable way, that, that money comes back all being well and you have money for, for future generations. Hmm. So Manuel, what's, what's the economic rationale? We've got into this a little bit already. What's the economic rationale for investing in a smart city? Actually, a city which is invested in a smart way it clearly becomes a better city for us in, uh, it will become a better city in the future and therefore it will be some a counterpart for, for uh, any financier which actually would be able to be uh, appraised or considered as a better borrower uh, than others the well, You for- mentioned the future a few times there is, mm-hmm. that, is, is every city going to have to become a smart city? I think it would be needed. I mean, the cities which actually will not be smart uh, actually will be lagging behind and the population will move out and therefore it will be uh, a self kind of uh, 
distorting cycle on which, I mean, by not investing in a smart way, actually they will not uh, be able to attract people, attract businesses, and therefore the resource of revenues will be reduced. Uh So they would have to have some kind of uh, long-term smart strategy, Jerry. Well, I think they they do. I think that some cities like Milan have a kind of dedicated smart city strategy, which has a a name of a smart city strategy on, on the cover, if you like. Other cities actually embed the smart thinking within their overall city strategy, and and so they they ensure that their overall city strategy can can enable smart city investments to to benefit the city and and to realise the the goals of the city. Uh, I think for the EIB, but both approaches are are actually fine. What we what we do like to see is that is that one way or another, uh, cities are actually um, planning and and setting up an enabling framework that can enable these kinds of smart cities, smart city investments to go ahead. But beyond uh, providing smart financing for these smart cities, uh, do, do you also help them make their plans smarter? If, if, you know, if, a, if a city comes to us and they've, they've developed a plan to invest in something and you, know, you guys look at it and say that, mm, you know, we don't think that's too smart, are we, are we able to, to help them make that, that investment strategy, that, that strategy for the city, um, more intelligent? Well, as you, as you may be aware, the EIB has a big advisory services role. And so where a city might ask for support in refining its strategy to, to ensure it can take advantage of smart solutions, it is an area that we could potentially provide support in, for sure. How, how do they do that? Emily, you work in the advisory section here. Do, who do they come to? You know, if you're the mayor of a city in Slovakia and you think I should have a smart city strategy, who do you get in touch with? So we have um, a facility called the European Investment Advisory Hub which is a dedicated advisory umbrella within the bank and it's part of actually the investment plan for Europe, for those of the listeners who know about the investment plan for Europe. And the the advisory hub basically has a website. It, it, it's open for anybody to have a look at the website, to have a look at some case studies and understand the different types of advice it can provide. And if uh, cities, public stakeholders are interested in seeking some advice, they can fill in a, a, a contact us uh, form uh, and we will get in touch with them to discuss their requirements further but it's a really useful tool and it's able to provide advice to really support um, a range of investment proposals so investment projects investment programs and also um, investment platforms uh, which is a a new policy tool which basically involves the investment of um, sorry I'm going to kill you with jargons FC. So uh, (laughs) European Fund for Strategic Investments with other public uh, forms of investment. Which is part of the investment plan for Europe that you mentioned there. Yeah, we've kind of touched upon that in the past. We've never really got down to it. We'll have to have uh, an episode just on that. So you can come through the the investment... uh, The advisory hub. European Investment Advisory Hub. Or actually you could go with with a a local bank because there are some banks around Europe that have kind of a specialised program for smart cities. Yes, indeed. And actually in Belgium, we've been working with the bank Belfius, which is the the main uh, financier for urban investments in Belgium. And actually, we've developed a smart city financing facility with them. And that's actually been quite successful. We're now in our, uh, we're actually working on the third program 
on smart cities with with them and they've integrated also circular city solutions and climate oriented financing as well uh, and that actually is very useful because via these kinds of banks we can through their networks we can actually finance investments in very small towns even down to a few thousand inhabitants and for us it's actually quite important that smart cities not just about big cities any town or, or settlement can actually take advantage of, of smart solutions. They may not be the same as, as, as what you can do in a big city, but, uh, but they, they may still be smart and, and, and can benefit from this kind of financing. So we think that small cities might have a future as well, after all. Oh, absolutely. I think actually if you look at, uh, at urban growth over recent years, in fact, the, the growth is actually happening in, in the medium-sized cities and not in the megacities. And um, so I think that actually um, small and medium-sized cities have a major role to play in the future and, and, and actually ensuring that they can benefit from smart tools as well is, is very important. Oh, so the takeaway is that Belgium is the smartest country in Europe, huh? <laughs> oh, no, you mentioned Krakow too. Sorry, okay, it's the Pol- Polish as well. Okay. Well, if you're smart, you will work with uh, Jerry, Manuel, and Emily to make your city smart. You can read more about EIB Smart Cities by going to eib.org forward slash smart city project and read various things that these guys have done in the past, projects that they've worked on, uh, and also how to get involved with these things yourself if you're the mayor or someone who works at at a city that wants to be smart. Um, you can contact Alar and me on Twitter with the best smart city projects in your town. This is also all about social engagement, isn't it? Go to at EIBMAT, E-I-B-M-A-T-T, and tell us about, I, I don't know, you know, how your, the lights switch on on your bicycle path uh, when you ride past them, things like that. But actually, if there's really a smart city program, we'd love to hear about it. And we'll mention it on uh, one of our podcasts, won't we? Yes, and also uh, do suggest further terms and uh, concepts that you would hear, that you would like to hear discussed on on our show, uh, mm-hmm. on, on the Dictionary of Finance. And also do tune in next week for the next episode of Dictionary of Finance by the European Investment Bank.